Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 and Ajar Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. Dan, we're a third of the way through the season. It's Trevor Lawrence's rookie season, yeah. of course. Has he lived up to the crazy hype that surrounded him during that pre-draft process? I absolutely think so. Okay. I think in the last three weeks, he's been far and away the best rookie in football. He looks like a superstar. I think the biggest thing is you're starting to watch him play really fast, mm -hmm. yet also be aggressive. All right, that's a little more Dan Orlovsky on Trevor Lawrence and playing fast and being aggressive. I saw a stat today, and I forget who shared this, but it was yards per attempt the last uh, three weeks, I think it was. And that's a good stat for a quarterback in an offense. Uh, it can be. You can spin it to be <laughs> a good one. Uh, and I think he was 8.1 and ahead of some big-name quarterbacks in that mark. And that kind of shows, all right, fast, aggressive, that adds up. Uh, we wondered, was he pushing the ball down the field too much early on? Can he come back and still get those big plays? And I think we're seeing that. 28-yard touchdown to Marvin Jones. The big throw that actually Orlovsky highlighted today on social media uh, down the seam when he took a big hit. They are still getting chunk plays in their offense. Uh, you know, Cincinnati game, 58 yards. Uh, I think it was Cincinnati. Maybe that was a Tennessee game. To, uh, to LaVisca. Uh, that was Cincinnati game. So, big chunk plays. So, even though he's checking down more, even though he's taking the safer, more conservative route more, Trevor Lawrence continues to get the ball down the field, uh, which is, uh, I think, a very positive sign. He's not giving up one to accomplish the other. He's now mixing the two together. Brett Martineau, Austin Lane, Casey Kurtz here at String Sports Brewery. And uh, what are your overall thoughts on, on Trevor Lawrence, Austin? I know there's still more of the mountain to climb. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're not ready to claim him in the MVP conversation. We're not ready to put him in the Pro Bowl this year. Um, is he going to climb his way into Rookie of the Year uh, potential? There's, you, you got Mac Jones, you got Jamar Chase right now. Jamar Chase is running away with that, you would yeah, think. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, I mean, he could get in that. There's a lot of games to go now. Uh, he could certainly put himself in that conversation. Uh, and most importantly, maybe most notably, is he tracking in the right direction and better than the other quarterbacks that the Jags could have taken, <laughs> I think. Yeah, um, okay, so a, a few answers here. So in terms of Rookie of the Year, I mean, where it sits right now, yeah, I think he's on the outside looking in. I think Jamar Chase is obviously the runaway here. I also think Najee Harris could be a dark horse. And also I think I think Mac Jones right now has edged Trevor Lawrence. I really do. Um, just in terms of, of wins, obviously. Um, and in terms, like, I'm not sure how the stats are comparable, but I'm pretty sure I've given Mac Jones more positive grades. We do our quarterback report card every week than Trevor Lawrence at the moment. Now, there's plenty of season left. Th that can change around on, on the drop of a dime, so I'm not ready to write off Trevor Lawrence quite yet. I just think Jamar Chase, Mac Jones, and maybe even Najee Harris are probably ahead of Trevor Lawrence where they stand right now. As far as what I think of, of Trevor Lawrence, I mean, I, he's kind of where I thought he was going to be. Um, I was... You know, I, I made sure to curb my expectations too high because, once again, I mentioned it before with Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert, we get so infatuated with yards per game and, and passing touchdowns and all this stuff, and I didn't think that it was going to be like that. Um, you know, the, the, the interceptions and the turnovers in the beginning, you know, it was obviously a little concerning, but he's kind of cleaned that up a little bit, and he's progressed better to not turning the ball over. So I think Trevor Lawrence, in terms of, like, expectations, he's – pretty much right where I thought he was going to be um, at this point. 
Yeah, that's a good call. Now, listen, I, I would say this. If you're telling me that you think Mac Jones has outperformed Trevor Lawrence, I'm not sure I thought that would be the case, if I'm being honest. Uh, now, that might be more of credit to Mac Jones. They're only 2-4. and four. He's played well. I think we've seen him in big spots play pretty well, come back from a pick six, answer the bell, go toe-to-toe -to -toe with Tom Brady. So, yeah, I mean, uh, I, he's earned some of that. I... I I don't, I guess my one knock against Mac, this isn't really a knock, well, well, two thoughts. One, I don't think he had the, did he have one three interception game so far? I think Mac did, right? I'm pretty sure. I think it was like week three or something. Yeah, when he played uh, New Orleans. Yeah, so, so he had the one bad game, let's just say, maybe like you would have said, like the, I don't know, the Denver game for, for uh, Trevor. Well, Trevor also had the Houston game which I don't think was a good game. Now, he had some moments in that game where, like, okay, that's cool, because I remember everybody coming out of that thing and, like, yeah, but I saw some things, right? I saw some things that I liked. Uh, but still, overall, the first two games for Trevor Lawrence, well, and you he can't had say were good. He had the Arizona game, too. He had two interceptions yeah, in the Arizona game. Yeah, because he had the pick six. Yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. I'm not saying he hasn't turned the ball over. I'm yeah, just yeah. saying it's not like Mac Jones hasn't turned the ball over outside of – No, I mean, uh, if you if you want to look at their stats, it's pretty comparable. Um, yard, Mac Jones is at 14 – 72. Trevor Lawrence is at 1465. Uh, Trevor Lawrence has seven touchdowns, eight interceptions. Mac Jones has seven touchdowns, six interceptions. Mac Jones, two and four. Trevor Lawrence, one and five. The biggest difference right now, and the, the one that kind of stands out a lot, is completion percentage. Where yeah. Trevor Lawrence is at 59%, and Mac Jones is in the 70s. I think he's 71%. 71%. And, and so, and I guess that's where I would go with this. It's if you look inside Boston, do you want I, – I, let's flip this around. Let's flip it around and say Trevor's got 71% and max numbers. And I would say what we would be asking around here is, okay, can Trevor push it down the field? Because I think that's what they're asking in New England. Now, you'd say weapons. Okay, well, the Jags don't necessarily have a litany of weapons either, and the Patriots don't. But Mac Jones, prior to that big touchdown throw after the pick six last week, his long was 32 yards. And, again, not knocking Mac here. I think he's executing their offense. I think they're being smart with their offense. I think they don't have a ton of – they're not this dynamic offense. And so he's executing things, and he's doing it at a pretty high level if you're completing 71%. I would just say, I think if you look inside and you really broke the two down, I feel like the Jags are asking Trevor to do more than that. And okay. I mean – I, I feel you, like they are. Well, if you want to go by yards per attempt – Mac Jones, game number one, 7.72. Trevor Lawrence, 6.51. Game number two, Trevor Lawrence, 3.58. Mac Jones, 6.20. Game number three, Trevor Lawrence, 6.44. Mac Jones, 5.29. So Trevor beat him there, um, and so on and so on. So, like, Did Trevor beat him the last four weeks, though, is my question. Because no, the Tre first two, he obviously didn't play well. No, Trevor, the last week, he had 7.78 of yards per attempt, and Mac Jones' last game had 10.9. Oh, uh, yeah, he had the big one, yeah. The, probably skewed it a little bit. Um, but, yeah, so maybe, uh, I don't know, I just don't get the feel that he's pushing the ball down the field, and I think if you look at explosive plays, I bet, I bet there's, I bet he's doubled Mac Jones on explosive passes, uh, would be my guess. I think he's doing more with his legs than Mac Jones. And so, again, this is not knocking Mac Jones. And, and but you might be right. I'm not even totally disputing the fact that maybe Mac has outperformed Trevor to this point. And what 
I think the intangible stuff that Mac has done has really shown up in the first six games because to go toe to toe with Brady on Sunday night, right? To to come back and and have that game against Dallas and give up a pick six and then go back and score and give yourself a chance. I mean, those are big moments for. I, I would praise those moments if it was Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. And so I think those are huge moments. I the moxie, the comfortability, the those things that Mac has displayed, uh, I think are really good. And so. You know, you you might be right. He maybe has outperformed them um, so far, and uh, I guess we'll we'll see, right? We got 11 games to see the rest of it uh, down the road. I kind of like where both guys are at. I, I you don't really have to pick one here, uh, but if we're being truthful, the number one overall pick should hopefully by the end of this year outperform the 15th overall pick. No, uh, I that's mean the idea. No, he should, but once again, at the same time, and this echoes, you know, what we praised Anerlowski for. It, it depends on your roster as well, and uh, I think in terms of what the Patriots do, who they have, and you know, having a, a complimentary defense, you know, they have the advantage right now. I think Mac Jones is in the better situation, so you know, your numbers can probably be a little better when it's all said and done as well. Yeah. So, uh, so I guess that there's a lot to ask about Trevor Lawrence, but I feel good about where he's at. You know, there's not been one moment, one moment in six games where I'm like, oh, uh-oh. I, I don't, I haven't had that moment. Uh, and now I also haven't been like, holy cow, this guy's Patrick Mahomes or Justin Herbert. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't, if I'm being honest with myself, I don't feel like I've said that. I feel like a lot of our, I don't know if it's a problem, but of a lot of our, ju- a lot of our judgment here in Jacksonville, and this is, I'm guilty of this in a big time way, is relative to what well anything trevor does is relative to the last 13 years i've been in jacksonville and watched football (laughs) okay and the quarterback position has been pretty deficient uh david garrard did some nice things oh david garrard had some great plays man i remember watching him like he did but he wasn't he wasn't this kind of talent you know, sure. in terms of arm talent, QB talent, projectable talent. But what, uh, but has Trevor Lawrence said anything that David Garrard hasn't wouldn't be able to do yet that, that you've seen from Trevor Lawrence? I don't think I said today the play that they showed down the seam. I I don't think the from the uh, David had a pretty good arm too. But from the reads, from what he does at the line of scrimmage, I think they had to simplify things. You know, they did an either or type of deal at the line of scrimmage with with Garrard. I think they're asking Trevor to do a lot more, see a lot more as these weeks go along especially as a young guy. I mean, when I got to David, it was 08, 9, 10, and he'd obviously been here five, six, seven years, you know, so they were at a different point in their career. Uh, you know, to say I've never seen – I've never seen a guy throw it like Trevor does and, and some of the throws that he makes, like that one down the seam. To say I've never seen, like, Mercedes Lewis catch a ball down the seam, nah, that's not true. Uh, I don't think, like, Minshew and Bortles and Gabbard and those guys made the play that we saw um, him make to Marvin Jones. I, I really don't think I've seen that. Are you talking about the one, the, the touchdown? No. Uh, well, that too. Uh, very. Now, I, mean, everybody I also saw, Nick, I also saw Nick Foles have the throw of his life in Jacksonville to get hurt. He did. Yeah, so. he did. Uh, but I'm talking about the one down the seam where he's getting hit on the play and uh, it really oh, the he, broke he, it down today. He throws over the linebacker and he, th- he yes. kind of – Dave Garrard can do that. I well, I didn't say. Okay. I, you just asked me about Garrard. I said okay. Garrard has the arm strength to be able to do it. Okay. And by that time, he was a five, six, seven-year vet. He probably did that to Mercedes Lewis. Yeah. Um, I never got the feel, by the way, that DG could do that on a regular basis. I think this guy can do that on a regular basis. I think this guy stretches the fields, uh, uses like the the end zone corners more than I've seen other guys do it 
already through six games in Jacksonville. I don't think Minshew ever wanted to go through over the middle on a play like that. Yeah. I don't think Gabbert was willing to hang in the pocket and throw that because he was going to get crushed, even though I saw him make that throw in practice. And I don't think Bortles did because I think the ball wouldn't have got there and accurately it would have been knocked down. So, yeah, I, I think I'm seeing him do things that I haven't seen other people. My point is I'm not sure that makes him great. It makes him better than what we've had in Jacksonville. <laughs> No, you know? for sure, for and sure. So we got to be a little careful. I've got to be careful of that. No. Uh, I, because this kid has a skill set that we just haven't seen, especially six games into his career, um, that, that maybe most any – no other quarterback, even Brunel in his early days, wouldn't have probably done some of the things Trevor's doing right now. No, and, and I'm seeing the, 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 the footage right now that Arlowski break down in terms of, of that one play and exactly what happened. And, yeah, I mean, I can't hear what he's saying, but like, I see what Lawrence did there, and it was a fantastic throw for sure. But I'm also saying, like, I have seen that before here. Like, I, I've seen Dave Garrard score a touchdown. Like, I think it was against the Colts one time. I'll have to find that highlight if I can find it. But, like, I, I've seen Dave Garrard do that before. But it's what's a matter of can Trevor Lawrence do it on a consistent basis? And plus, Trevor Lawrence is a rookie. So, obviously, if you've been in the league for a while, you can recognize those things. But, no, I think, like I said, I think Trevor Lawrence is where I expected him to be at. There's been some oh wows. There's been some, eh, okay. And there's been some, you know, probably a little better. But at the end of the day, I'm still hopeful. And that's all I think you can ask right now with this roster and where this team is at. Yeah, and I think you just said a good word there, right? Uh, because Trevor Lawrence represents hope in Jacksonville in a lot of ways. And uh, I feel like that's what you just said is not a blind hope, not a blind faith. I think he's showing us things that say, yeah, if he continues to do these kind of things multiple times a game and he can he can make that throw when he needs to on third and two or fourth and inches or whatever, a couple of those times that he's already done it and executed in big spots, fourth and eight the other day and, and execute that play. I just feel like there's a, every week there's building evidence. And, and what we don't talk about is what he's doing with his legs. I mean, some of the instinctual plays are hard to describe, but I do think like some of those free runners coming off the edge – and his ability to react and then throw to a guy, I don't know if we've seen that a lot. You know, I really don't. I think you, this is a guy, what he's doing, I think Bevel talked about it this week, what he's doing at the line of scrimmage, um, what his physical talents already have, his instincts and, and maybe IQ of the game. Uh, we just haven't seen that package. We might be able to pull a play here or there from Bass QBs, but we just haven't seen it like this. You've been big on, hey, and I don't want to get you in the Keyshawn Johnson <laughs> category here in terms of the conversation, but you have been big on, hey, the wins. I mean, you do need to win. We can't sit here and, hey, it's 1-16 and 16 or 2-15 and 15 and be like, wow, well, this guy is the real deal. Uh, how many? You got 11 games left. I mean, if he wins four of them, if they go 4-7, and seven, uh, and, and this progression in terms of each week kind of slowly continues or stays steady at the very least, not a lot of peaks and valleys. Uh, would you be happy with that uh, to get to, I don't know, five wins, five and 12? Would, would that send you into the offseason with some excitement uh, the way he's tracking and maybe with a handful of wins? What is, okay, so are you asking me from Trevor Lawrence's standpoint would I yeah, be excited yeah, for him? Because, well, because we've had this argument before that, like, I think you can see a lot in Trevor even without the wins. I really do. I, 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 but I understand why people will say, well, you still can't go 2-15 and, and get me excited about year two, and this guy's going to change the whole organization around. Like, I understand your point on that. 
but so how many? We know they're no, not winning so, eight games, no, right? No, but, but hang on, though. I, I don't want my words to be misconstrued here. When we're doing our quarterback grades and I say uh, I give you a B or a C because you don't win the football game, like, uh, I base it off that. Like, you, you, your performance, obviously, you know, it's not an A-plus performance because, well, you didn't win the football game. It's all about winning the football game. From Trevor's standpoint, yeah, I mean, if he was able to win three or four games, that, that would help me feel better about things. But I'll be honest, I'm looking for more in terms of how many touchdowns can he throw, how many big plays can, can he produce, because right now he has a defense that's not playing good complementary football. So, like, he can't do it all himself. So as long as what I see from Trevor Lawrence is, is more confidence, more poise, taking command of the huddle, if I can see him run some two-minute drills, if I can see him run some yeah. no-huddles, stuff like that, then I'll, I'm all on board. Like, I don't want it to get tied to wins and losses for Trevor and say, well, if he only wins two games this year, um, it's a failure. I don't want to say that at all because I think that the roster around him, you know, it's just it, it is what it is. Yeah. I, listen, we've criticized Keyshawn on what he's saying, but in it, if we're being real about it, to see him go win a game at some point this year in what you just said in a two-minute situation and, you know, they got a little for They had to execute a couple of plays, but they went backwards the other day, <laughs> even though they were given a good field position before they had to kick a 53-yarder. I think we're looking at a game where it's 24-20. to 20, They get the ball with a minute 50 and a timeout or two left, and he's able to go down the field, put them in the end zone. Like, can we get that kind of play, right? If we look back at last year, we felt like Herbert and, and Burrow could do that. If we looked at over the years, we feel like uh, Patrick Mahomes been able to do that even early on. We feel like Lamar Jackson's been able to make a dynamic play or two in those spots and bring them from behind, and he gets all the glory and the credit. Uh, I know Trevor doesn't want this, but can we get a game where everybody around the NFL was like, holy cow, did you see Trevor Lawrence? Like, I feel like that that would do wonders around here if we get that kind of game at some point. To your point, they have to catch the football. They have to play better around them. They've got to stop people. They've got to put the team in that position a couple of times to give it an opportunity to do it. No, for sure. You know, because at the end of the day, I mean, you know, Herbert won six games out of nine of them, right? So essentially he was six for 15. You know, I think the hype from Justin Herbert didn't come from the wins. The hype from, because he lost them. The hype from yeah. Justin Herbert came from, wow, look at these crazy numbers that he's throwing up. Look at look at how many touchdowns he has. Look at the, the yardage. And that was with Austin Eckler when he was healthy as well, and then he gets hurt, and obviously it's more of a passing-oriented situation. You have James Robinson, who's going to take some of the, the shine away, as he should, because he's that good of a running back. But that's where I'm going to put my eggs in the basket. I'm going to say, if the touchdowns are there, you know, if, if the lack of turnovers are there, if the yardage is there, when he has his opportunities to do so, then, yeah, I think it's going to be a success. Yeah, I still, I think, like, what you just said is right. Herbert didn't always win the game, but he put him in position to win the game. It looked like their defense then would blow it late or something. Remember the Monday nighter, right, the Drew Brees thing. They went back and forth, back and forth, and then the Chargers found a way to lose because the Chargers, well, they were finding ways to lose under Anthony Lynn. But... It wasn't because of Herbert, and and that's where if you can still lose games, but it wasn't because of Trevor. He gave you every chance possible to win. I think people will feel good about that. Can we get a couple of those, uh, maybe some game-winning drives, a game or two, uh, down the rest of this 11 games? I think it would really give this whole city organization, locker room, and Trevor a lot of momentum going into uh uh, 2022. Uh, so, Trevor Lawrence talk here at Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. What about the game tonight? 
Uh, do the Browns have a chance to win this game with everybody banged up? We'll do some of our picks when we come back. Live from String Sports Brewery at ESPN 690. Um, I'm built for this. This is this is what I've done my whole career. Not knowing if I'm going to start up until game time to not knowing who's out there with me to introducing myself to players while I'm calling a play type stuff. So, um, you know, I'm excited. Uh, what better chance to, you know, take advantage of an opportunity than on Thursday night football. I know these opportunities don't get come around very often to be a starting quarterback in this league, only 32, you know, per week. So um, I'm, I'm ready to take advantage of it. Thanks, Case Keenum. Brent Martineau, Austin Lane. Casey Kurtz. Were you looking actually for, like, affirmation? Like, what? <laughs> Thanks, Case no. Keenum. I was actually reading something. It was funny because I'm looking at our rundown, and we had some leftover categories from yesterday. Yeah. And so we had this category, and I can't read what Casey put on the rundown. Uh, uh yeah. And, uh, but he, he said... Casey has a problem with the streetlights around here. I well, ironically, there was a tweet before the show today from a former co-worker, uh, maybe the competition, at why I may have left the other station. Uh. Oh. <laughs> and, it, and it was jokingly about a streetlight because there is one light in town that is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. So it's just ironic to me that that came up and yesterday we didn't get to this topic, but Casey was complaining, and I'm saying complaining in a very nice way, about the streetlights in Jacksonville. Oh, yeah, I'm heated. Uh, but this is kind of in a different way. Like, the streetlight I used to complain about is well, it just took forever, and then it, it allowed three cars through. Well, right? I got, that, I, I got one so of those too, quick. Brent. So yours, but I thought you were complaining more about how they go out. Like, I, they're just like... That, if it rains, the, the lights go out around here. That's the main grievance. But the follow-up grievance is the uh, coming out of my neighborhood, which I'm not going to, like, tell you where the lights are, but um, it doesn't change. Like, the light does not change if there's 10 people waiting, if there's one person waiting. The light doesn't change unless the sensor is, like, way in the intersection, it feels like, because I go when I choose, let's just say, when it's time to go, mm -hmm. and as I'm going, mm -hmm. lights start changing. So I didn't give away too much, but the point of the story is when it rains, there's a light out on beach, everyone's crashing into each other, nobody knows where to go, the lights don't change in this city, this stuff does not happen where I'm from, and I'm sick of it. I love it. <laughs> I love the fire right now. Uh, so... They're just this too like, long. They're, they're far too long. That well, too. I, yeah. I've got something. I've got something. So there's a variety of reasons, right? The lights can go out. The, they're either too quick to go take a left in some places that I used to have to do and thankfully don't have to anymore. Um, or they're too long in other spots. But we were going to uh, play golf a couple Saturdays ago and meet a buddy from Rhode Island who was down. And I never get to the golf course too early. Everybody knows that, whoever plays with me. And I uh, don't think the practice range is really worth the time. Worst piece of real estate on a golf course. So just show up on the first tee. Well, we're taking a left. We're, we're obviously down St. John's County. We're taking a left on the 210. 
and um, coming off like uh, St. John's Parkway. And there's a stack of, it's like 1230, and there's, I don't know, 10 cars deep in each of the two lanes uh, waiting to go left on the 210. And I start, you're, you're there for like a few minutes, all of a sudden you realize that light ain't changing. Like that light is not working. So we're just stuck there. And my thought was, who do you call <laughs> to, to fix the light? Mm-hmm. I've wondered that as well. Like, how do you, like, who do you, uh, it, this is a, a, you were able to get over to the right and go straight and then go through the light, not through the light, but through the intersection once it turned green, and mm-hmm. then kind of do a U-turn and come back the other way, right? But let's just say we couldn't because it was so log jam. What, do you just wait for, like, a cop to come by and fix the light? You just sit there? Who do you call? I mean, you can't call 911. That's not a 911 call. No. Who do you call? You call the fire department? Like, who do you call if the light is out and, seriously, you can't go anywhere? You make your own luck. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. You basically make your own luck. But but you probably still should call, right, for a nice public service so not everybody for the rest of the day has to sit there. Here's the thing. We're we're all good. I have podcasts to listen to. I'm not going to (laughs) know. You say we're all good. I've tried to call about the light outside my neighborhood. But the problem is... Back to your point, Brett. I don't know who to call. Yeah, because then and, you have to Google it. And, and I don't no. think anybody cares but me. Way too much time. No. And our, and our uh, next door group, by the way. There was a thing today. And oh, it had like the 50, next door groups are had like 50 comments. I'm like, all right, I'm not alone. Let's start a riot. Oh, wait, what? There's like a, not, what? You never heard of next door? Oh, by the no. way, next door, next door no. groups. Really? We should do no. a segment on next door groups. What is next like, door groups? Casey, Casey, I'm going to task you. This would be gold. The okay. next door groups. I feel like I'm Here's Casey. Here's what the next door groups are. Richard Gere is, but okay. You know, you know what, Austin? Yeah. The next door community group—they're basically like message boards for neighborhoods. Yeah. All right. Oh, and is so, this like when, when bad people move? This is when bad people move to your neighborhood, right? Oh yeah, a little bit, yeah, or just, okay. or you know what it is? It's people with a lot of time on their hands, usually complaining yeah. about everything. Okay. It's 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 uh, you know what I kind of view it as a bunch of HOA people. That's it. That's just what it you know? is. That's oh, what it I is. It's like, what my it's like if, in Wisconsin's if, got. If you had 100 HOA people living in your neighborhood, like the people that actually write those stupid things up for not having or for having your trash can out for too long or, or not power washing your, your driveway or mm-hmm. your mailbox flag is out or those people, you know, like the most bored people in the world. Like those people crafted next door message board, whatever you want to call it, and they spend a lot of time on it. I'm convinced of it. Huh. Spot on. And... Our next door is, is wild, just like I'm sure Brent's is. But I'm just glad that for the first time on next door I was on and people agreed with my grievance. So I'm trying to start something. So if I can figure out who to call Brent, I'll let you know. I'll get the next door people on it, and together we will get the streetlights in Jacksonville fixed. That's the pledge that I'm running get on the if next I ever door run people for anything. They'll take care of it. Hey, Austin, do you... Hang on. Forget this website. So I'm, I'm in my hometown of Iola, Wisconsin. There's only one topic available, and it's... This person goes, I'm not a fan of wings, but where is a good place to get buffalo wings? And somebody went Sentry, which is in Stevens Point, and that's like 30 minutes away. And then the other person says, yeah, I see none. I don't see any wings around town. That's not a true wing, laugh out loud. I don't know what that means. But, um, yeah, I don't know what's going on here. I will well, say, you're very simplistic in Iola, Scandinavia. Well, you don't I guess, even have a stoplight, so no kidding, Brent. Say, you don't have, anything, yeah. you don't have yeah. anything to complain about. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Wait till the winter season when they forget the plow. <laughs> for sure, for sure. <laughs> but you. Uh, you, you probably had one of these in 
You moved. You had a house, right? You sold your house, and yeah. now you you moved, and you don't live in a house. But yeah. if wherever that house was, I, I don't know exactly. I I bet you might have had one of these. But okay. the funniest one, like, so we have one in ours. I didn't know Casey. Obviously, I didn't know they were all over the place. But oh yeah. Weber moves. <laughs> Weber when he moved in down in St. John's County. Uh, I won't say exactly where he lives in case you don't want me to. But he starts seeing this next door stuff, and it's just it's got to be funny for like a single guy who's 37 versus like. The, the people who have a couple of kids and been married, you know, it's just like a different thing. It's like, what are these people complaining about? <laughs> it's got to be a totally different animal uh, for Weber kind of reading through some of this stuff. He, he probably is like, who cares yeah. about any of it? But there is a lot of who cares that goes on in the next door message board. I think we should have a segment each and every week. Like, what's the latest from next door? I like that. Because <laughs> I'm telling you, like, it's funny stuff. And these people get really upset. Like, oh, can they- you believe... They didn't pull their weeds. Yeah. 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 It's, it's so do they call Austin, the like, people or is it like passive aggressively? Like they're not going to name names or do uh, they? You got You got to get the right person to name names. Ours is a lot of like, I can't believe that this house didn't do that. Okay. Yeah. Or yeah, it's I like, it's, I think it's more passive aggressive yeah. for the most part. I don't read it much, but some, once in a while, Steph will tell me stuff that's on there. Um, I gotta be honest with you. I don't read it at all, but now I might start just for this segment. You got to. And yeah, I, I it's, uh, you know what it's like? It, in a weird way, you're going to have to really get this context. But it's like the last four years or eight years or whatever in politics, but it's not politics. Okay. And it's not as, like, divisive because sometimes people will jump in and join together. Yeah. You know, it's almost like a togetherness yeah. of angst and complaining about, well, it being a rainy day. Yeah. Sure. And because the problems are really not that bad. Most of the time. That's mm-hmm. that's the bigger thing. And no one is safe. The UPS driver, no, not safe. <laughs> oh, really? Trash collector, not UPS safe. Oh, dude, anyone that enters in it. Look, ours is. What can Brown do for you, I guess? There huh? was one recently with like, a, like I don't know what it's called when you do like door-to-door sales. Oh, yeah, like a, yeah, I got you. Holy crap, that oh, guy like was they were... fried in our next door. Dude was just trying to do a job. Dude was man. just trying to do a job. He, but he was getting lit up by these people in my neighborhood. Nobody told him yeah. to his face, though. Just keep that in mind. I'm going to oh, be yeah, honest. I mean, unless that. we make this a bit, it, this this website for me sounds like an absolute nightmare. Yeah, but I think this would be a good bit. Yeah. I, I think also I, you, I'm on to something that where maybe I should just start a TikTok account with reading this stuff off. All right. I really want to get TikTok going. Yeah, you you really been through all those TikTok ideas, haven't you? I'm trying to get one to yeah. stick. Yeah. You know, uh, dog videos do well on TikTok. Yeah, I don't have a dog. You can get one. You can get one. Yeah. Mm, no way. <laughs> Are you anti-dog? <laughs> I knew that would come up. No, I'm not anti-dog. I just know I wouldn't be a very good dog owner. I mean, my kid was thrown up five times yesterday, and I hardly even did anything or said anything. <laughs> that is I very true. I take care of my kid. <laughs> yeah. That's a good point. Uh, I, I couldn't mow my lawn, probably, if I had to uh, on time all the time. Yeah. And so, yeah, I'm not going to – I just know It's just more on your plate. Yeah, it's more on your plate. If you want that, the the love of the dog and and you know man's best friend, well, I ain't gonna be it. Fair, Fair enough. enough. Just doesn't fit. Brett's got so plenty do, of friends. I do a favor for the Way dogs. Way too many. It sounds like. Yep. <laughs> I don't do a favor for. Plus, my kids are allergic to most dogs. Yeah, that's uh, a bummer. Yeah, it is. But is, is it really a bummer though, or is that a blessing? No, dogs are awesome, man. I mean, you know, how I feel about cats. Great, but I don't have yeah. to like go get the kid a dog because they think it's cute, yeah, and then they don't dogs, take care of it, and then Brent's got to well, take care. Well, dogs of it. teach responsibility. They uh-huh. they teach a lot of life lessons. Teach yeah, me responsibility. I, I had none. 
Now I have dogs. Yeah, yeah. see, now you, now you have a responsibility. <laughs> mm-hmm. yep. Yeah. Yeah, but everybody who gets their kid a dog at like 10 is the one walking their dog four times a day, not the kid. Eh, true. That is true. Ask <laughs> my dad. Like, that's just reality. Yeah. I mean, and uh, some of it's fun still and cute and all that stuff, but not for me. Yeah. How about that? So, How no, about that? I don't hate dogs. When I, I retell this story, you're okay? anti-dog. <laughs> yeah, I know, <laughs> and i got to be very careful. Now, listen, this is sincere. Austin hates cats. I do. Yeah, I can't stand them. <laughs> well, I don't trust them. I think... I, they're yeah. pointless. You know, like, at least a dog, like, you know, he's going to sit next to you. You can pet him. He's yeah. always happy to see you when you get home. It's, like, the best feeling in the world because it, it almost seems like when you leave, the dog doesn't realize that you're coming back. So, like, oh, man, my owner just left me forever. Yeah. And then we come back. He's like, oh, he's back again. Cats could care less. Well, the thing with cats is, like, I don't know who ever made the first cat a pet. Cats don't need to be pets. They're smart enough to, like, do their own I thing. I know. I know, man. So I think they've just been, they kind of got the. Pointless. Yeah. Pointless animal. Well, yeah, this, okay. uh, oh, for a pet. For a pet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This segment brought to you by PETA. Uh, we'll be back. <laughs> Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. We're live at String Sports Brewery. And uh, we are picking the game tonight. I think I'm still undefeated. Broncos Browns coming up on ESPN 690. And you can watch it live from String Sports Brewery on Fox 30 tonight as well. Jaguars All Access kicks off at 7 o'clock. We'll be right back on ESPN 690. This is kind of putting a monkey wrench in the whole program because if Case Keenum goes out there with a lack of weaponry, no tackles against the Denver Broncos defense that at times can be really good with Von Miller on the edge, and he is very productive 19 to 23, you know, 19 to 25, 310 yards, you know, uh, two touchdowns and a pick six for tip ball off some receiver's hand for a pick six that he doesn't get the credit for. It look, that looks different. Odell Beckham, eight catches, 120 and two touchdowns, and all of a sudden they win. Now people are going to sit there and go, well, you know, he runs this offense efficiently. That is Keyshawn Johnson. A lot of Keyshawn Johnson on the show today. Yeah. I wasn't prepared for more than one Browns-Broncos rejoiner, and I already burned Case Keenum, so I had to go to the well. <laughs> Hey, listen, I don't not li- I don't dislike Keyshawn Johnson. Uh, Keyshawn and Kelsey, Jason Kelsey, not high on the list today or in Jacksonville, certainly not. But uh, you can listen to uh, Keyshawn, J and Max on ESPN 690, 6 a.m. until 10 a.m. You can listen to us, Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690, 3 p.m. until 6 p.m. Monday through Friday. Just want to remind you, it looks like we're going to have a 10 a.m. until 1 p.m. show added in. Um... Not all the time. Not all the time. I know you might have got excited about that for a moment, Jacksonville. I hope you would have. Um, but we're talking about next Saturday, Florida-Georgia game. We're working on that from the Duval House. So uh, that's where we do our Sunday morning show before Jags games, home games. Uh, we will uh, look to do a three-hour Florida-Georgia uh, special show next Saturday. So more information to come on that. We have uh, the Blitz Scoreboard Show coming up tomorrow, always presented by the uh, Baker Sports and UNF Ospreys. Go check out unfospreys.com for season tickets for men's and women's basketball. A lot going on this week. Uh, Big River City Rumble soccer match coming up this weekend. So scores, schedules, highlights, stories, and uh, tickets as well. unfospreys.com. Brent Martineau, Austin Lane, Casey Kurtz, String Sports Brewery. Let's do it, Casey. We got to do Brent buys a beer that's coming up in a moment but we have to do the picks right now broncos against the browns somebody takes the winner somebody takes the points uh for or against and somebody takes the over under you go yeah this is going to be a tough one to pick the situation is this denver plus one and a half 
or you can pick the winner. And the over-under is 40.5 points. To remind the people, Austin Lane, Eagles plus seven last week. Mm. That was a check mark. That was out the gate, too, by the way. Uh, yeah, that was. That was first pick. Yeah. Uh, Brent Martineau really went out on a limb. He picked the Bucks to win the game. Ooh, that got him a check mark. season. And for the second time, I got absolutely <laughs> hosed with the over-under. Uh, so, yeah, I'm in trouble here. And um, so I thought about this would be a good week to, you know, get back in the swing of things. Problem is, I don't know who's going to win this game. Oh, it's a rough one. And it's a, it's a tough one to go first at, but I've, I've really considered it, and I've really thought about it. And I think Denver's going to win the game, so why wouldn't I take the points with it? So give me Denver plus one and a half points. Oh, Denver has the points. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Ooh, who's next? Uh, Brent, you would be next then. Due to fantasy football scores, you beat—I mean, you didn't beat me head to head, but you had more points than I did. We both had respectable days, but uh, you—you had the, the the advantage there, so you pick next. By the way, I, I got—I got some questions. Is Odell Beckham playing in this game? Unconfirmed. Unconfirmed. He's still questionable. Yeah. We can tell you who's forward. not playing. That would be Baker Mayfield. Well, hang on, hang on, hang on now, because Brent's fantasy lineup depends on our information. <laughs> yeah, so it does. Baker, I, might, Baker could, I don't know—is he playing? <laughs> no. I don't have Faker. Okay? That's why they interviewed right Case Keenum today. Yeah, I know, I know. But I got a bunch of guys on a buy. <laughs> I got a bunch of guys on a buy this week in yeah. fantasy. You never so, know. They might have Baker Mayfield's music, and here he comes. You better and believe it. And I checked it. that lineup for about 10 seconds today, so huh? I might just take a gamble and uh, see if Odell Beckham plays. But I might make a move. Might have to make a move. GM move. Transaction. Yeah. I have until uh, get kickoff probably to do that, right? Yeah. Training for a six-round pick. You got it. Probably. All right. Here's what I'm doing. Cleveland Browns. To win the football game? Yep. All right. Huh. Wow. Whoa. What's the over-under at? 40.5. Oh. That is tough. That is a really bad number. A horrible number, right? The worst, some would say. I mean, you know me, man. I'm an over root for the under. I'm an over-junkie. I really am, but. Are they getting there? I don't think so. I think it's going to stay under. Give me the under. I can't believe I'm doing this, but under. Oh, I'm going to pick up game on Ichi. I can't wait. I can't Cleveland wait. Browns, I love the Browns man. tonight. Why? Because it's the NFL, baby. Brent, who's their starting running back? I have no idea. Who's their starting wide receivers? If, if, no if it's okay. Okay. Who are, yeah, okay. And yeah, Joku, Austin Hooper. I'm sorry. Did, did I say tight ends or wide receivers? <laughs> Two weapons tonight. Sh shout out to Rashard Higgins. Hey. Miles Garrett, I think, averages like four sacks on primetime games. That's a good point. Is good. That, let, let, let him get some quarterback sacks and slow this game down. I like it. He's not sacking Teddy. Teddy. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. It's Teddy. <laughs> Teddy two gloves. <laughs> Teddy two gloves. <laughs> All right, okay, so we got a little time left. Do you want to complain about anything else in terms of fantasy football, or are we, is it out of our system now? If you're in a fantasy league that does not have an IR spot, please leave a comment somewhere where I can see it but I don't anticipate anyone will be leaving comments because everybody has a league commissioner that understands how the IR works. Yep. So I won't spend too much more time on it. It's cool. a sham. It is what it is. Brent, you're buying beer. Let's do it. Uh, yes, I am. <laughs> I'm, Brent buys a beer right now. Uh, and you know what? I'm going to buy one for Robert Kemp Jr. Okay. Follows us on social media, follows the show. Very helpful to the show, by the way, today on a couple of occasions. Robert Kemp Jr., whose uh, handle says chillin'. Well, you can chill right here at String Sports Brewery in Springfield with a free beer from me. Brent buys a beer because he gave us a very good play from Trevor Lawrence during our Trevor Lawrence conversation. When you mentioned Kasim Osgood, 
he shared the story of Kasim Osgood. <laughs> and when you mentioned uh, the, the hazing haircut, um, who was it that it happened to? Kevin Haslam. Kevin Haslam? Yep. He shared that with us. Oh, nice. So sure, sure, She shared the picture too, right? I Yes, he did. Fantastic. I see the picture. Fantastic. Yes, that was a hard one to describe on radio. It sure is. Well, it's not even really, it's not really hard to describe. I just don't know if I'd say it. Probably shouldn't. Uh, yeah, probably shouldn't. Going back to Casey and his complaining, though, for a moment. All right. Hey, you know what this is? It sounds like some, we have a new commissioner, Brent. That's what it sounds like. Uh, I love how you just come. So here's the text from Casey yesterday. Oh, are you complaining still? I don't know. This was like three in a row. This was oh. one text. said, because we were looking for some ideas. Like, hey, what's some ideas for the show? Yeah. Have you ever played in a fantasy league with no IR spot? That's what you <laughs> just talked about, right? Pretty yeah. whack if you ask me. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Have you heard of ASMR? Yes. Yes. <laughs> well, I know you have, Casey. You're the one that asked the question. Oh, good point. Good point. Yeah. <laughs> This is what you texted, Casey. I and forgot. Said, yeah. Why are the stoplights always out in Jacksonville? Every time it rains, one of the lights on beach yep. goes out, and it's madness across the street. This bleep doesn't happen in Sarasota. Yep. It's true. It doesn't. And you know what the best part of that whole thing is? When I was asked to voice what my topics were going to be, haven't talked about any of them yet. Yes, we have. We, we talked, talked about, about Dan the Campbell. quarterback one today. Oh, uh, the quarterback one. Kyrie Irving hey. shelved. Hey, it's a long week. It's Pace all good, man. Yourself. No, it's all good, man. Tomorrow's Friday. No, we but thank God, thank God we got those stoplights out of the way because that was... <laughs> Dude, the stoplights are a problem. I know. It, it's not like Kyrie I mean, Irving's going on. through it right now. It's all good, though. What's the better conversation? Yeah, stoplights keep it Jackson local. Kyrie Irving. But keep here's the local. thing. If you listen to ESPN 690 throughout the day, you hear about Kyrie Irving. You don't hear no, about sure. the stoplights except that's on this right. show. No. This is real hey, life problems. Thank God we learned that Serena Williams went to UMass today. That was fantastic. Yeah. Well, that was good, too. Pre-med, right? Kyrie Irving sitting at home collecting $17 million not to play. I mean, what kind of story is that? Let's tell you what it is. It's a trending story. <laughs> uh, we will talk about it maybe tomorrow. By the way, that Nick Celtics game to start the uh, year was very well, good. Well, Casey, make sure you find any Dan Orlowski audio for tomorrow as well, because <laughs> apparently this is ESPN Dan Orlowski now, according to Love Brent Dan Orlowski. Love you, Dan Orlowski. Say it again. One more Love time. You, Dan Orlowski. All right. Key to the city for Dan Orlowski. Keep the Trevor talk coming. We love you. Um, all right. Jaguars All Access coming up uh, at 7 o'clock right here at Spring Sports Brewery. 8 o'clock is on Westwood One coverage of the Browns and Broncos. Uh, and you can come by and watch baseball and football on our show right here at Strings all night long. We'll do it again tomorrow. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. Have a good rest of your night, everybody.